0: Welcome to our Yoga Hero Teacher's Podcast. This podcast has been created to help yoga teachers teach with passion, avoid burnout and earn a fair living. This episode is part of our Useful Resources mini-series and we're focusing on useful resources for promoting your yoga offering via social media. And isn't this just the blackest hole of all of the black holes that we can fall down as business owners? With promoting your yoga on social media, it can really feel like there's always more to do. I empathise completely. It can seem like other yoga teachers, other businesses have really got it together. They've got a plan which they're executing perfectly and you're drafting out a post with one hand whilst cooking dinner with the other, trying to make sure that you've spelled everything correctly and wondering what chuffing hashtags you're going to put with the caption. Well, (laughs) I would say that we have all been there. So with that in mind, today we're looking at useful resources to help you save time and maximise your efficiencies when promoting your yoga on social media. I think it's no secret that a common approach to social media is, oh poo, I haven't posted anything in a few days. I've got my class tomorrow night that I need to get more people to book onto and I've got a workshop at the weekend. Okay, I better post something now right. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through my images. Which one can I use? Oh, I'll use that one. Oh no, I used that one recently. Mm, that one? Mm, that's not really in focus. Oh, that one. Ah, uh, Except that that one's me relaxing and my class and workshop are both really energising. Ah, okay. Uh, just pick one, pick one. That one. All right. Now, what shall I say? <laughs> At the beginning of this episode, I said, Especially where social media is concerned, it can really feel like there's always more to do and there's that little voice at the back of your head. You haven't promoted this workshop, you haven't mentioned that studio in a while, does anyone even know they can book in for one-to-ones with you, etc. It's just completely relentless and it's completely unsustainable. In order to run a thriving business, you have to have downtime, time where you're not thinking about it, time where you've shut down your laptop and you shut down the part of your brain that looks after the business as well so let's look at useful resources to increase your efficiencies when promoting your yoga on social media number one and this is first for a reason I think it's most important, is a scheduling tool. The thing that has helped me so, so, so much is a social media scheduling tool. Something like Hootsuite, Buffer, uh, Later, Sprout Social, etc, etc. There's loads of them, absolutely loads of them. From experience, I would say that no scheduling tool is completely perfect, as in one tool won't do everything that you need and want it to do. So I really would recommend doing a bit of research up front, just choosing one, committing to it and only changing it if you really, really don't get on with it rather than chopping and changing regularly, which is definitely a waste of time. So why use a scheduling tool? Well, it helps you see how many posts you have ready to go for the next like week, fortnight, month, year, whatever. It means you can make a huge cup of coffee, sit in front of the scheduling tool, um, choose or create your images, write your captions, input them into the tool and bish bosh bosh your social media is done. One of the time sucking problems of creating posts on the go is that you have to do it on the platform itself, (laughs) Mm. which is really risky. Let me explain what I mean by that. So let's look at an example. You are signing a cafe and you think, oh, this week it's been awful weather. Everyone's hunched up. They're running from place to place. So I'll focus my classes on heart opening to undo this posture. So you open up your phone with the intention of writing this up in a really lovely way to encourage people to book for your classes. You open, let's say, Instagram, and before you know where you are, it's 20 minutes later, you've scrolled and scrolled and scrolled, you've forgotten the post that you were going to write, you've forgotten the inspiration, you close your phone, and for some reason you feel defeated and you can't quite put your finger on it. Does that sound familiar? For me, this is the biggest benefit of a scheduling tool. You're not actually interacting on the platform itself to write and post, and so it ends up being way more time efficient. Here are some things to consider in terms of deciding which scheduling tool to use A, do you have a budget for a scheduling tool? Bearing in mind that promoting your offerings will make people aware of those offerings. So a tool with an associated cost might pay for itself in bookings that you wouldn't have got otherwise. If you're not sure if you have budget or not, there's two sensible approaches. One is to either go for a free tool and upgrade if you can see bookings happening from your posts. Or two is to pay for something upfront and after, let's say a couple of months, Ask people how they've found out about you and your offerings and just cancel it if it's not paying for itself. B, how do you want to view your schedule? Do you want it to be an app on your phone? Do you want to access it in a browser? Do you actually want it to be on paper, on your desk, etc? C, if you're going to be using hashtags, How do you want to find the right hashtags? Do you need or want a tool that suggests hashtags for you? D. Do you need analytics? As in, do you want to know how many people have viewed, liked, commented on your posts, how many retweets or reposts you've had, how many followers and unfollowers you've had, etc.? do you have the capacity to try to follow people's actions from viewing your content to visiting your website to booking in with you there's no point paying for analytics if you're not going to use them but if you will use them and learn from them they can be really insightful as to what kind of imagery and tone of voice your audience likes and engages with and lastly while we're talking about a scheduling tool is f revisiting what is your reason for being on social media is it because you feel like you should <laughs> because you want to find new yogis because you want to keep in touch with your existing yogis etc our fifth podcast episode was find your yogis so That might be a good listen after you've finished here if you're a bit unclear on this. It'll help to keep you focused and on track as to why a social media present is important and useful to you. Moving on to our second useful resource which is a social media calendar. This is a really funny thing for me to <laughs> recommend <laughs> because, like, having or using or creating a social media calendar was such an incredible barrier for me for a very, very long time. Basically, I thought I would create or use or find something that perfectly extracted my social re- media requirements and tasks out of my head. And into a place where I could look over it all, see how everything interlinked and worked together, it would magically link up with our events calendar, and it would be clear and <laughs> and beautiful and completely organized and i well, I looked and looked and looked for this like magical unicorn calendar. And I couldn't find one that was as telepathic <laughs> as I'd hoped for. So then I created one in a spreadsheet. It was really messy and completely unclear. And it was actually a duplication of the scheduling tool in a way. And so twice the work with absolutely no benefit. Oh, I really, I really struggled th- with this for ages. I could see the value in an overview of what we would. Talk about and when, but I just could not figure out how best to go about creating this overview and planning tool. (laughs) In the end, I just used my actual calendar, (laughs) Um, which was a bit of a revelation, to be honest. I just Um, I just created an event at the beginning of each day, every day for the next month to say whether the social media focus for that day would be like events or our range of teacher training courses or our offering for yoga in the workplace or something else. And that meant that I could just look at my calendar, look at the scheduling tool and use the overview of the two to decide whether to write up captions about this or that or the other. I could immediately see any gaps or anything that's too densely featured and it works really well for me. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is just make it work for you. It might be a paper calendar on your wall. It might be a very granular diary on your desk. It might be a spreadsheet which features every day of the week or it might actually just be your scheduling tool. Please don't worry about what others do or what others recommend. You think about how you want to see an overview and a plan of your social media output and just make that happen. Just an aside on this is, let's talk about how often should you post? This is a really, really common question. Now, in my very humble opinion, I would say, don't worry about this. <laughs> and I know that is it's really not a very popular opinion. But just again, let me explain. If I was to say, well, you need to post every day, but you actually teach two classes a week with the odd workshop here and there and a bit of cover every now and again, but you do have a full-time job and friends to see and a house to run, etc, etc. Posting daily doesn't necessarily serve you or your yogis, but it is adding a lot to your workload and can feel mentally overwhelming. But on the flip side, if I was to say, well, post twice a week, but you teach 14 classes a week with quite a few extra offerings here and there, that also doesn't serve you or your yogis because you'll have more to say than you can fit into those two posts a week. So I would say, Focus on what your yogis need to know from you, how you are, who you are, what you're offering, what the benefits are of joining you at those offerings, revelations you've had, etc, etc. And see how that distills down into posts and fits into your calendar. You also need to realistically consider how much free time you have. If you have loads of free time, you can post loads if you like. But if you have very little free time, you'll want to make sure that the time that you do have isn't thrown down the black hole of creating content just because you feel that you should. So continuing with our useful resources, we are looking at Canva for creating your images. If you haven't stumbled across Canva yet, Canva is at C A N V A. You must, must, must go and have a look when you've finished listening to this episode. Canva is designed and um, created and sent to us by all the angels <laughs> in the highest heaven to allow us to make beautiful eye-catching images at the exact size for each platform at no cost or a low cost I, and I do think it is a low cost for what you get honestly it's so it is so 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 good it's so good it's um so useful and and I think it's really usable as well it's absolutely fab um and I I don't have shares in Canva I promise um and actually there is a free version available which is really excellent Uh, Just a quick word of warning with Canva that the day can actually completely disappear while you're on there. It can be a real time sucker. Um, So I would recommend, like honestly, I would recommend actually setting a timer and giving yourself that long to create what you need to create. Resource number five kind of arguably a resource is creating a process for naming and storing your images so you could store your images within Canva but realistically you'll probably need to download them to upload them elsewhere so set a naming convention and stick to it Be aware that searching for images that you've already created is, again, a real time suck. It's really easy to duplicate images on Canva, which is great, but it can mean that your images have a completely irrelevant name. (laughs) Let's just quickly look at an example. So let's say last week you ran a splits workshop, you designed a beautiful image for it, all great. Next week, you're running a philosophy workshop, so you duplicate the Splits workshop promo image, save it to your computer, and its name is, accidentally, copy of Splits Workshop. Then a couple of days later, you want to use the philosophy workshop image. So you search and search and search for philosophy. You search by the date of the workshop. You search by the pose name of the image you used, and nothing. So you start to now try and search through Canva and all of this is time that's wasted time you could spend doing any number of other things. So set a standard way to name your files and stick to it and you'll never lose anything again. I'd also say for images that are promoting something that's happening on a specific date. Include the date of the offering in the file name, and then at the very least, you know that you can search by that. And lastly, have a system for where you keep these files. It might be something like Dropbox or Google Drive, or it might be on your laptop. If that's the case, make sure it's backed up, but not just on your desktop. It's a couple of extra seconds now to save things in the right place, which then saves you what. Minutes, maybe even hours in the future. Our sixth useful resource is brand guidelines. In my old job, I worked at a digital agency and we'd get brand guidelines through for huge brands like um, Channel 4 or Cancer Research UK, for example. When I initially considered making brand guidelines for Yoga Hero, I thought, well, I mean, it's nothing like those businesses, so we probably don't need them. But actually, since we formalized the brand guidelines a bit, we've been able to make images and posts that are consistently more Yoga Hero-y <laughs> and more recognizably us, more interesting, more engaging, et cetera. It also means that creating posts can in theory be done by others, maybe by someone in exchange for some yoga sessions or if some nice family members have free time on their hands and want to help you or if you were to employ an assistant for a couple of hours a week etc etc. Having brand guidelines will help to create continuity and consistency in your social media output So people who want to hear from you don't miss your posts by accident. And the last resource here is to create set times in your calendar to respond to comments and messages on social media platforms. I would wholeheartedly recommend turning off notifications for social media and setting times in your calendar to log on and respond to comments and messages. This is so time-saving. It is so important to get back to people and to create those relationships, but you just want to avoid that accidental thing of seeing a notification, opening the app to respond, accidentally, scrolly, scrawly, scrawly, still not replying to the message and you've just lost a load of time. So I hope those resource suggestions have been useful to help you get the most out of your time where social media is concerned. It really is a potentially massive black hole. So even just putting a few of those in place will give you a bit more time back or increase the efficiency of the time that you are spending. The power of social media the usage of it getting more followers more interactions etc is a separate whole huge entity that we'll hopefully dive into together one day but for now these resources are on using your time well and wisely and ensuring that your social media usage and output is useful and beneficial (laughs) and not accidental i really hope that this has been useful to you We would really love to know how you're finding these episodes and if they've been helpful please do let us know by emailing hello at yogahero.co.uk or maybe sending a dm to yogahero underscore teachers on instagram. For now go and take lots of care of yourself, have a think about your time spent on social media and as always happy happy teaching.